Do you sometimes find that your relationships don't seem to live up to your expectations of how they should be? Today, we're talking about expectations and their role in relationships and in your life. If you'd like to find out more about how you can improve your relationships, head over to therelationshipmaze.com and for more about this podcast, therelationshipmazepodcast.com and press subscribe right now. Welcome to today's podcast and today we're talking about expectations. Yeah, so and as you're talking, so we haven't sort of prepped for this uh, particular podcast, so we're kind of thinking on the spot and as you were introducing the podcast I was thinking, well what are their expectations? So they are sort of partly predictions about the future, aren't they? They're an idea, a sort of created idea, image in your head about uh, what's going to come your way, right? Yeah, absolutely. So maybe an image, maybe words. So some sort of representation in our minds. I mean, right now, listening to this podcast, if you've never listened to this podcast before, or even if you have, you probably have in your mind what you might expect to hear. Yeah. You might be thinking, oh, this could be something that could help me solve my relationship or... <laughs> You know, maybe the you know maybe it's something about these people that might be interesting to listen to. Mm. But we'll all have our own sort of ideas in our mind about how things maybe should be or how we expect them to be. Yeah, because it also ties into dreams, doesn't it? Expectations. So to the notion of uh, desires and wishes. So our expectations are partly tied up in that that we have a desire for something and if we're very well if we're optimistic so to speak that to use that term then we're more likely to have expectations that match our dreams and desires and if we're pessimistic then we're likely to always to maybe not always think that our expect that you know what's going to come our way is going to to meet our wishes yeah and i'm just wondering like to give an example of how expectations affect affect us in terms of how we're feeling um angela can you think of a time where maybe you went somewhere and you were disappointed with where you went or like you had Mm. you kind of you went somewhere and like on a holiday or something Mm. and it felt like a bit of a letdown yeah i'm just trying i'm sort of trying to visualize a place now where i'm sure i can i'm sure there have been places where i had ideas in my head i mean generally speaking that i always have an idea in my head i always have an idea of the hotel that I'm going to stay in in my head and I can kind of picture it for example and it's never never ever as I expect it to be sometimes it's better and sometimes it's disappointing yeah. yeah what about what about your expectations in that regard yeah and and often I'm I'm yeah again I'll have an idea of what what it's going to be like Mm. Uh, and sometimes it's better and that's the thing is like Mm. you know if I have in my mind that something might be good and I get there and it's great then I enjoy it even more Mm. but it's when you kind of think oh this is I'm gonna have this is gonna happen this is gonna happen or the hotel is gonna be like this Mm. or this relationship is gonna be like this and Mm. it doesn't seem to match that expectation is you kind of feel disappointed and I think that's the key is that mm. disappointment mm. and feeling let down actually requires careful pre-planning. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so okay. not just be disappointed with anything, whether it's going on holiday, whether it's buying mm. a car, whether it's your relationship, mm. you have to pre-plan it. Yeah. Because you have to have in your mind this idea of how things should be and the reality 
doesn't match it. And that's when we get disappointed. Yeah. And in fact, you know, some of us have such unrealistic expectations that uh, nothing's ever going to match it. So like in a relationship, again, you know, as you're listening just now, you know, you may know people who seem to have these ideas and kind of inflate this idea of their ideal partner. And maybe initially in that honeymoon period, it seems to be like that. Mm. But then after the honeymoon period's over, it's like suddenly feel disappointed and think this person isn't who I thought they were. Yeah, because expectations sort of are somewhere, they're sort of like in the gap between uh, dreams and reality, aren't they? And there's there's a huge gap between those two that gets filled with all, all sorts of ideas, assumptions, predictions, etc. Yeah, and of of course we all, we all, and I think in a way it's good as well, isn't it? Because we need to have these dreams because they motivate us. Uh, if we had no motivation, if we didn't have any kind of ideas or dreams about being in a relationship uh, where we feel happy, loved, cared for, etc., then why would we bother? Why would we bother go out dating, for example, and, and trying to find this person? So our expectations kind of, they they kind of uh, motivate us in a sense as well, don't they? They do, but I think one of the problems is, just carrying on from what you said, is mm. It's our expectation of how those things are met. Yeah. So if my expectation, because I might, of course, you know, we have an expectation. We want to be loved. We want to be kind of mm -hmm. respected. Mm -hmm. But what do you need to be shown or to experience that you are loved in your relationship? Mm -hmm. And if my expectation was I need to be bought diamonds every day of the week or yeah. flowers every day yeah. of the week yeah. or whatever it might be, um, then we're, we're running up to disappointment. Yeah, and disappointment, exactly. And disappointment always relates to expectations, to, yeah. to, to mismatched, well, to an expectation that isn't met, exactly. Yeah. And, and this is a really good point. It's this whole question of how do you balance that and what is a, what's a, what kind of expectation should you have uh, of, uh, a relate, well, of anything in life and specifically in relation to our podcast, what... What uh, expectations should you have about your partner and about the relationship that you want to be in? That's the interesting question, really, isn't it? Um, because there should be, there shouldn't be too high and there shouldn't be too low, so to speak, right? Yeah, and it's knowing what is high or low. And I yes. think you're going back to an earlier podcast on love language. Mm. In some ways, that ties a little bit because I think, you know, if you think right now, the answer to this question: How do you know when you're? How do you know when you're loved by your partner? Mm -hmm. Or how do you know when somebody's attracted to you if you're dating? Mm -hmm. And think what what are the things that let you know that? Mm -hmm. And then thinking about you know, is it to do with them telling you every day that they love you, or is it them telling you every hour? Mm -hmm. For some people, I know this problem where they need to be told every five minutes. Of course. And then thinking, you know, are are these things unrealistic or are they realistic? Yeah, because it ties in, I mean, the, the, with the example that you just mentioned, of course, it also then ties in uh, with our attachment styles, which we keep coming back to again and again. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you have a, a more anxious and preoccupied attachment style, then your expectation might be that your partner needs to ring you repeatedly during the day in order to reassure you that they still care for you and, and love you or are interested in you. So you might have, your expectations might might be, well, I would say arguably, they might be relatively high in that regard yeah. uh, in terms of when it comes to contact. They might be quite low, though, when it comes to uh, an expectation that your partner's going to love you. There's an underlying low expectation here that 
that you are lovable, for example, and that your partner is going to be there for you. So there's something here about, you know, what, what it's kind of measuring these expectations against, well, how do I want to describe it? Against realistic, uh, realis a realistic set of ideas that you have about your partner and the relationship. That didn't explain it very well, did it? No, but what you were saying actually kind of brought up another aspect. There's, there's two sides, I think, mm -hmm. which is expectations can either lead to you feeling kind of good mm -hmm. or kind of like happy. Mm -hmm. Just one example of an emotion. Yeah. It could lead you to feeling let down or disappointed. But maybe in some ways expectations can also become self-fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like you were saying, you know, say, for example, um, you've had a relationship in the past where you were really in love with this person and everything seems great. Mm. And then you found out this person was having an affair. Mm. And basically, after that time in your mind, you're so hurt by this that you maybe develop more of an anxious maybe a kind of um, anxious or avoidant attachment style some sort of some sort of um mm. with some anxiety insecure, there attached yeah. insecure attachment yeah. style um and in your mind there's always this thought or expectation that when you get into a new relationship this my partner's going to leave me my partner's going mm. to mm. find someone else that they love more mm. and as a result because of this expectation um we, we have this sort of image in our mind which mm. we start to read things into their behaviour which mm. may or may not mean that. So in a way, that expectation could lead to our interpretation of events that become self-fulfilling in some ways. Well, exactly, because we push away, we push our partner away again and again until they eventually, this is the thing about until they eventually had enough of us, right? Yeah. Well, That's where, yeah. where the sort of systemic aspect of relationship comes in. So if something happens over here, it has an impact over there, and then it will have an impact on, on the first person again, and so on and so forth. So if you're constantly anxious and worried that your partner is going to leave you, and you're going you're gonna to harass them, so to speak, your partner about, don't leave me, don't leave me, then of course at some point your partner has enough, mm. right? And they push back and they might actually leave you. So it becomes this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy yeah you know? yeah so in some ways expectations can create themselves to some extent Absolutely. so it's that side of it yeah yeah so there needs to be also with expectations um it's they, they need to be reviewed so to speak don't they so there needs oh. to be an element of openness so to speak so that you don't uh, an openness to really looking at what am i being faced here what is my partner doing what is happening in this relationship um do I do my expectations? Are they realistic here within this context? Do they need to be uh, maybe uh, toned down a little bit, uh, taken back a little bit? So that's part of an that's the element that that's an important aspect of expectations that they need to be looked at. But first of all, before you can look at them, you need to bring them into your awareness and to notice that you have certain expectations and to be clear: this is what I'm expecting here. Is this really uh, realistic? Um, is this just my wish fulfillment here? Is this really what I can ask this other person to offer me? Uh, and sometimes the answer might be yes, and sometimes the answer might be no. Yeah, yeah, and, and thinking like, you know, for, say for example, you're going on holiday with your partner, mm. um, and in your mind, you've got this idea that during this week, it's going to be so romantic, you're going to have so much time together. 
Um, but you've also got three young kids that you're taking with you. Mm. You know, if in your mind you're going to have all this quality time just mm. with your partner mm. um, and you're not kind of factoring the fact that maybe, you know, you're just going to be tired every evening with yeah. looking after your kids, mm. then we're, we're leading to disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's something about setting a scene in your mind, isn't there? Yeah. Um, creating a different kind of image in your head or something that's a little bit more considered or weighed up here about what's what's really like so there's something about what's really likely to happen here in this context yeah and i think sometimes maybe with expectations is when we have too clear a picture of something specific mm. like for example a hotel having kind of mm. certain photos on the wall or kind of you know, a spa in your room, whatever it happens to be, mm. then we may be led to disappointment. Mm. But when we have ideas about sort of um, fun, intimate time, those sort of things are more general sort of values that we can move towards, which which aren't so specific. So uh, we can enjoy more potentially. Yeah, and sometimes they need to be specific. For example, I, you know, maybe I should set myself the expectation that uh, I'm lovable. Uh, I'm desirable, uh, I, I, the other person would have uh, a desire to be in my presence, for example. So that's an expectation that I should set myself and I should be quite specific in terms of what I'm expecting from the other person. I think that's important too, to be quite clear um, that this is the kind of behaviour that I want, this is the behaviour I don't want, this is how I want love to be expressed in our relationship or not. So to be also... So I think it's a balance, isn't it? I agree with what yeah. you're saying. It's both. Yeah, but I think I think with that as well is that the, those things that you think about yourself aren't an expectation for you. It's an acceptance. Right. So I think that's important is that yeah. accepting yourself as lovable, accepting yourself as yeah. uh, desirable, being mm -hmm. able to accept that rather than have an expectation of this is how I should be seen because in one is what we might call the conceptualized self which mm, is yeah. how we feel we need to be seen by other people mm. which we form from an early age we have this idea of yeah. what what we should do to be attractive what we should do to be liked what we need to do to be loved mm. rather than kind of realizing that we are lovable yeah. we don't need to be a certain way we don't need to look a certain way we don't need to act a certain way mm, sure. it's about knowing that we are lovable in ourselves yeah but and if we sorry sorry yeah but if we know that if we know that we're lovable then our expectations would be that other people are treating us with respect with kindness with curiosity with openness all of this kind of stuff these are expectations that are realistic aren't they? yeah i think i think so i think mm -hmm. the thing is like how do you define how those things are shown though Right. Yeah. Because the problem is, you know, how do I know someone's treating me with respect? How do mm. I know they're treating me with love yeah. and honesty? Yeah. And and some of those things is, I think, how we tend to experience people on the whole. If we never find people express, uh, show kind of love towards us or respect, mm. is this perhaps indicating something that is is something that I need to work on in myself. Right. Something mm. that happened to me in younger years that may, mm. may may have led me to believe that I'm not lovable or yeah. not worthy of respect. Yeah. And so I tend to read this into situations mm. or get into situations where that's going to be proved true just mm. to prove that self-image true. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think I think that's one of the factors with that. Mm. And you know, if if always if your sense is that every time I date somebody, um 
I need to be treated with respect. What is your rule about respect? Yeah. Is that that they have to hold every single door open for me? Yeah. They have to yeah. pull my seat out for me. They have to, yeah. you know, how many rules do you have attached to this idea of what respect is? That's a really good. And point. are these realistic? Because yeah. sometimes, you yeah. know, and when we say, well, people don't respect me, I'm worthy of respect. Yeah. But we're reading things into behavior that are these actually realistic expectations for how that quality is actually going to be met in the first place absolutely and it kind of brings me to this whole point about that a lot of the time what we are just describing now a lot of the time what's important is that these expectations are clarified that they're vocalized because uh, what I frequently experience working with clients particularly working with couples is that these the expectations are not clarified they're not vocalized couples they haven't been specifically stated they're just there as underlying assumptions. I have an underlying assumption that you behave in a particular way towards me uh, and that you know this. So it also ties in with this idea of this idea of mind reading. Because we are in a relationship, you must read my mind, you must understand what's going on for me, you must you must know what my expectations are. And a lot of the time, I can reassure you, your partner won't know. Um, so you, you know, if in doubt or just generally speaking, these uh, expectations always require clarification. What is it that um, what is it that I'm? What's my bottom line here? What is it that I want you to do? Unless I let unless you let your partner know, they won't know necessarily. Sometimes they might, but not always. Yeah, and 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 that ties in, I think, again, which I mentioned earlier to our earlier podcast on love languages, is mm. that you, know, for example. Mm that expectation of how we receive love mm. you know for somebody it might be that they need to be told that every day or told it regularly mm-hmm. for some people it might be that you know yeah. being brought flowers occasionally is something that they see mm. for other people it's the way that you're hugged mm. and if you're not matching up for the other person even though for you you might feel that you're demonstrating love to them the other person may not feel it themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding for that person, what are their rules for having this met? Absolutely. What are their expectations about how they know when they're feeling loved or being loved or respected? And those can vary. Mm-hmm. And again, we may have unrealistic expectations about those things. We may need to look at those. Mm-hmm. And we also need to have an understanding of our partner in terms of how those expectations are met and what that means for them mm-hmm. so that we can help to meet those needs as well. Yeah, so it's a constant, so it's a kind of constant system of uh, reviewing, well, clarifying, reviewing, where are we with this, where am I with this, what are my expectations, what are your expectations, what do we want to create together here in the relationship. Uh, that's where, of course, communication comes in to, to be clear about it, to talk about it, so that there is no disappointment, because this, this happens all the time, doesn't it? This sense of disappointment, you're not giving me what I need, this sort of sense, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And there was a quote I found earlier, which I'm just going to read out, which was from someone called uh, Mo Gordat, I'm not sure if I pronounced his name right, who was, um, used to be Chief Business Officer of Google X, uh, and he's written, he's written a book on happiness. Um, mm. He said that, Happiness for him boils down to one simple equation, which says your happiness is equal to or greater than the difference between the events of your life and your expectations of how life should behave. Yeah, it's that gap, isn't it, again, between yeah. 
Yeah, between yeah. kind of your dreams, your aspirations, yeah. and reality. Yeah, and I think there's there's always a sense as well is that it's great to have some expectations, mm. but also it's great to have a sense of not know. Yeah. To not know, like okay. if I'm going away to on holiday somewhere, mm. I want to think, yeah, this I've got a little picture of something, but I'm also thinking, but then I don't know what else is going to happen. I'm 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 curious. It's having that curiosity, having that sense of, mm. okay, well maybe that. There's a sense of like not having to prepare everything in my mind, but just being pleasantly, maybe pleasantly surprised by things. To have an open mind, yeah. Know, this idea of openness and being yeah. receptive, kind of letting, allowing, allowing something in that you might not have conceived before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the challenges is in life we tend to like to have these stories in our heads that help us feel more secure about how things are. Mm. So we have these stories about how things should be or how they might be, mm. and then we go into these situations and either these stories match the reality or they don't. Yeah, absolutely. So it's about maybe having that openness to some of that story can be written as you go, and that itself can be quite an exciting adventure. Yeah, because expectations are—they are not set in stone, are they? They can shift and change. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. And they will, of course. I mean, you're revising them all of the time, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think with that quote that I said as well, um, mm-hmm. I think th- within that quote is another expectation, and in some of the mm-hmm. writing um, that Mo Gordat talks about is about uh, fundamentally there's an idea that happiness is the baseline, mm-hmm. but I think that itself is an expectation because, you know. As human beings, we we have a range of emotions, some that we label positive, some we label negative. And I think even labeling them as positive or negative isn't useful. You know, there are times where we have emotions that we don't feel comfortable with. But it's when we try and escape from them that we tend to have more problems. It's, Mm. It's being able to kind of lean into whatever emotion we have. Um, allows us to be more accepting, allows us to experience life more fully. Mm. And I think, you know, with all those things that are really important to us in life, with, whether it's finding, you know, building a relationship, mm. um, whether it's it's doing something fulfilling in life, like mm. w- working for a charity or helping to, um, helping to do something with the environment, mm. part of the things that are most valuable to us involves an element of struggle. And during that struggle, like in a relationship, mm-hmm. we talk mm-hmm. about this, that yeah, yeah. we will have times where there's conflict, there's disagreement. And, and that's OK, because it's actually through those times we can deepen the relationship. It's when we try to avoid and not face the fact that there are times we will have disagreement is that relationships crumble because we're avoiding leaning into those things that need to be explored, need to be experienced. Yeah, because there's no clear path. There's never a linear path to happiness, is there? Well, I mean, if I mean, I've, I struggle with this whole concept of happiness anyway. For me, that's just sort of moments in life. I like to think more about contentment or satisfaction, something like that. Happiness uh, is this sort of intense rush of uh, a particular feeling of elation. That's what I think about. So it's not sort of constant, is it? Um, but anyway, even the path to... Um, you know, to satisfaction, contentment, etc. It's never going to be just a straightforward, uh, flat line. It's up and down all the time, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think more it's the maybe the path towards just being present with what you're experiencing right now mm-hmm. yeah. is key. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's and being awesome. open to that experience, yeah. which sometimes those expectations get in the way of, because mm. you know, if you were to go on holiday tomorrow. Mm. 
and in your mind you've kind of painted this picture of somewhere which um you know some sort of uh green green looking sea and like a lovely sandy beach and you get there and it's a pebble beach and sees kind of a different shade of blue than was in your mind you might feel disappointed but you look around you and you see all these people who are adoring the pebbles and the beach and the sea and you're thinking how can they love this you know it should be like this yeah but it's about being present at that time and to be present we have to in a way let go of the story we've already created about how things should be mm. and experience things as they are right now mm. and that's how we can really get the most fulfillment and pleasure or whatever you want to out of what we're experiencing whether that's a holiday or whether that's a relationship yeah that's a good that's a really good point and maybe a good ending yeah okay yeah. <laughs> sorry um... yeah, you're expecting that as the I'm ending i'm expecting now to come to an end <laughs> Great. So thanks for listening today and please subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to speaking with you next week. Take good care. Until then. Bye. Bye.